Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Book Squad Goals is proud to be an affiliate for the 2019 Refresh Weekly Planner by Workspacery. Planning time to record a podcast around four working women's schedules is tough. That's why we need the right tools to keep us on time and up to date. Featuring a beautiful minimalist design, dual weekly layout with task organization, and a goal planning section, the 2019 Refresh Weekly Planner has everything you need to keep you organized and inspired in the coming year. Check out our affiliate link in the show notes to get yours today. Welcome to Book Smuggles. Uh, this week, we are talking about Suspiria, which is a movie. Um, I want to start by asking you guys, um, what would you use as a front for your secret witch coven? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Who are you? Oh, I'm Susan. I would use a podcast. Oh, oh, oh no. Are we part of something we didn't know about? Is this a coven, a secret coven? I knew. Yeah. Where have you guys been? Yeah. Uh, I, we talked about that. I sent you the text multiple times. I guess we're this. the ones that are going to get sacrificed. That sounds right. I think I would use a bakery. This is Mary. Ooh. Hi, I Mary. think I would use a bakery. I like that. Because you could uh, get lots of people in there and lots of different types of people. But also, I feel like baking and spell work is adjacent. I'm into that. Mm -hmm. That's a cute idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it would be cute. Yes, Mm -hmm. it would be cute. This is Kelly. I would do, I think, an art collective because I'm an artist. But also, it would be fun. And I feel like you could also have a... A lot of cool stuff uh, involving spell work with your creativity and art. I feel like people would just be like, oh, yeah, they're like really cool, you know, they're just like witches. Yeah, that's the thing is like also it would be really easy to like hide what you were doing because it's like, oh, they're just weird. They're artists. It's performance art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, 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 I'm Emily. <laughs> I'm try this again. I don't know my name. Um. And I said that, because I already talked to Kelly about it, um, I said that I would use a pure bar studio because I'm already an instructor and indoctrinated into the cults. Indoctrinated? Basically, that's what Emily wanted this movie to be. I, well, no, but... Mm, we'll get into it. Do you want me to get into that? Uh, um, do we have to? <laughs> we do. Uh, nah. 
Let's just stop the episode. Okay. The end. Let's talk about something better. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and issue a spoiler warning now. Um, we're going to spoil Wait. everything about this movie. But Wait, honestly. Was it a spoiler to talk about a witch coven? I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious from the trailer that it's witches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, also, it's the like first, the first like, line minute. of the movie, so. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think that's a but secret. you just never know, guys, because people are real sensitive about spoilers. That's true. I'm sorry if I spoiled for you that Suspiria is about witches, but. But it's about witches. It's about witches. It's about witches. I mean, if, if you're mad, you probably already stopped listening, so I don't even know why I'm apologizing at this point. Um, but anyway, from this point forward, please stop listening. If you don't want to be spoiled, there are a couple of uh, large-ish reveals that you might want to see in the movie, maybe. I don't know. You don't anyway. Yeah, I'm like, what are those reveals? Do I even know? That's the thing. I didn't know what they were until I read about the movie afterwards. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that. Anyway, I'm going to okay. go ahead and read this plot description from Google. Young American dancer Susie Banyan arrives in 1970s Berlin to audition for the world-renowned Helena Marcos Dance Company. Can I just stop and say, just stop you for a second right there and say, when it says arrives in 1970s Berlin, it kind of makes it sound like she (laughs) time-traveled. Is that just me? I wish that's what had happened. a time-travel movie about witches you didn't know. That could have been... Pretty cool. I mean, that could have been what happened. How should have been I worse. Know? Mary, let's make a movie about time-traveling witches who open up a bakery. I'm in. Yes, okay. You I like that, that movie better. Me too. Well, let's continue talking about this one, I guess. Okay. When she vaults to the role of lead dancer, the woman she replaces breaks down and accuses the company's female directors of witchcraft. Meanwhile... An inquisitive psychotherapist and a member of the troupe uncover dark and sinister secrets as they probe the depths of the studio's hidden underground chambers. Is that really? Oh, okay. The film was directed by Luca Guadagnino, uh, who also directed Call Me By Your Name this past year and I Am Love, which also oh. starred Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, with a screenplay by a name that I'm about to butcher, and I apologize, David Kajianic. That's my guess. Oh, that was probably right. Based yeah. on the 1977 film directed by Dario Argento, who also co-wrote the original screenplay with Daria Nicolodi. Mm-hmm. It stars this film, not the old one. Stars Dakota Johnson and Tilda Swinton with supporting performances by Mia Goff and Chloe Grace Moretz. What if your last name was Goff? I would feel really good about it, honestly. I mean, you'd have to be in things like this and cure for wellness like pretty exclusively like i'm jealous so i'm just gonna go ahead if you didn't get this already um <laughs> pick up <laughs> if you didn't pick up on the subtle hints i don't think any of us were crazy about this movie um i think we all fall along a scale of dislike um to hatred depending on the person <laughs> um i'm hatred yeah, can you tell that Susan's hatred? She also just saw it yesterday, so it's fresh. I would have, I would have described myself as hatred a week ago. Now I'm kind of like, I'm not there anymore. Um, but anyway, uh, the first thing I want to do is ask you guys if there's 
anything at all about this movie that you liked. Um, for me, a lot of the individual elements of Suspiria were things that I typically gravitate towards. And there's a quote mm-hmm. from Dana Stevens um, from her review for Slate, which sums up my feelings pretty well. She wrote, Why did I find myself admiring nearly every external element of the film? Performances, lighting, editing, costuming and yet find Guadagnino's extremely aesthetically pleasing assemblage of all these same elements into a whole somehow drab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems pretty great. I, I do think, for me, the standout was probably the costumes they wore for the performance, I thought mm-hmm. were really cool. Um, the red like, rope? The, yeah, the red, because it was like very revealing and yet not sexy at all. Um. And it was, like, the movie just as a whole, like, and I read a lot about this as well, but I also noticed it because I have eyeballs. Um, (laughs) It did not have a lot of color in it. And so it was, like, this great moment of really striking bright red after, you know, sitting through a movie that was pretty drab just from a color perspective as well. So that really stood out to me. from a costuming standpoint, I was, I know, like, Kelly, I think you said you liked some of the dancing. I was really disappointed in the dance because I love a good dance movie. And I take that to mean, like, all kinds of dance movies from, you know, step up, center stage, step up to, you know, things like Black Swan, which aren't dance movies, but they are about dance. Mm-hmm. I'm just into Have the dance. In them. Yeah, I'm into the dance. I was not. I was like, "Is this good dancing? Do we know?" It just seems like a mess to me. But yeah, that was kind of not what you were asking. Um, we're in the we're in the positive part, Emily. I don't know. Okay, if you... well, but I okay, <laughs> but it was kind of connected to the costumes. I'll talk more about the dancing later, but the costumes. I'll say I like the costumes, especially the red performance costume. Cool. I pointed out that costume when I saw it also and said, "I like this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the costumes were good. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, the makeup was dumb in that section, so... Ugh, yeah. Can we not just get it all right? I uh, put it on with a paintbrush, you guys. <laughs> I really liked the way this movie looked. Ooh, I didn't. Overall, I really... I like that... I like the, um, kind of beige color palette of it, and I thought it was... It looked very 70s. Yeah. And I kind yeah. of like I liked that. And I liked the way it was filmed. Like some of the shots were really cool. Some of the like weird transitions and like mm-hmm. zooms and just like bizarre like camera work was oh, intriguing. I hated I that. I thought Mia Goth looked really pretty. <laughs> you know, I was like, she's pretty. Like filmmaking wise, I was there. Yeah. And I liked it. And I think it was well made. And beautiful and, like, very aesthetically pleasing. But, and this is kind of my own fault, but I saw the original Suspiria, like, on Halloween. On Halloween night I watched it. Getting ready to watch the new one. And it was just, like, a it's a very different movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one is more of, like, a reimagining. It's not a remake at all. And I think... In trying to make it more like Hollywood movies are now, in terms of length, it got bloated. 
And also in trying to imbue it with meaning that it yes. never had yeah. to begin with. Yes. Because in the original one, it's just like, oh, something weird's going on at this dance school. And then at the end, oh, it's actually witches. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I do have one more positive thing. thing to say about this. Um, that kind of, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit more later, but I just want to plant the seed. One of the things I said to Mary after we watched the movie is I was like, well... It kind of, like, didn't pass the reverse Bechdel test, if we can make that a thing, mm-hmm. which I kind of enjoyed. There was never a scene of, like, two men talking to each other about anything other than women. And I was like, I'm about it. Like, it was very, like, female-centric. And we yeah. can talk about how that works. But at the very least, I'm like, yes, let's see more movies that, like, don't have any dudes in them because I'm just really sick of guys right now. Yeah. And I will say that I think... Dakota Johnson was good in this because listen <laughs> she was doing a very specific thing that that I th- I felt like she knew like what movie she was in and she was in the same movie the whole time you know yeah and like <laughs> she so basic acting <laughs> yeah but I mean the thing is like with her you know people are treat her the same way when they talk about her as they treat Kristen Stewart. Oh yeah. That Kristen Stewart's a really good actress. Yeah. Well and I think Dakota Johnson is too. I think like it's not it's not fair that just because someone took an opportunity early in their career that was a shitty, shitty movie, that that should, you know A shitty trilogy. A shitty trilogy. Should ruin like or should should affect the way that we watch them in things and i thought no, she she's, she's much better in this yeah but there's still a lot of like breathless writhing around and we're calling that acting i think that's what's required that is, here that is kind of like what's called for and then we're back to like is this dancing yeah and and i read earlier that she trained for like a year to be able to to move at all because i guess she has like no dancing experience um, her arms looked really good. I mean, she's got a really great body. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that is something that I have definitely had time to think about in all of her movies. Is her body? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are um, intimately familiar with that. I yes, guess. I'm familiar. She's got really good it's, boobs. It's a good one. Yeah. Yes. When Just she like rips her chest open at the end, I was like, dang. I mean, it's sad that you had to waste. Those boobs. Really nice boobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her hair looked real bad. Mm. Oh, I liked the hair. No. I was like, why did we do this to her hair? After the cut, it was better. Oh, Before that, it looked like bad. a bad wig, which it probably was. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. I was just thinking of the later hair. The later hair wasn't that bad. I don't bad. know. I don't, like, I'm talking about the color, y'all. It's the colors. The color was bad. And I'm talking about that like, I liked the color. were like a totally different color. I was just not about it. I liked it. <laughs> anyway. It just didn't suit her skin tone, I don't oh. think. Thank you, Mary. Well, you know, I disagree. That's okay. I disagree with all of the positive things everyone said. So I don't that know that negative, I said any Susan. positive things. You guys said you're on board from a filmmaking place. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I not even I on board I said I liked there. the costume. You agreed with me on the costume? Right. Okay. The one costume? I liked 
one costume, you guys. <laughs> okay, Susan, can you explain why what y- your issues with the filmmaking? Sure. <laughs> Buckle up. <Okay>. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a film critic. Sure. But Susan, I hate to tell you, you are a film critic. You are on a podcast that critiques film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can say I'm not a I'm not a paid film critic. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm not yeah. But I'm by trade. I'm not a film critic. Um I am about to critic teak this film. <laughs> Um, that's what we do. Okay, that's so a, that's not a word. That's a witch spell. She just did. It, <laughs> see, podcast fronting. All right. Um, the camera work. I really hated it a lot. That's um, not. You're not allowed to say that part. Gotta say why. I'm saying. <laughs> so that was her. That was her thesis. Now here's her evidence. Okay. <laughs> this isn't great evidence. It's just that it was one of those things. This is how I explained it to my boo who I saw this with. I was like, mm-hmm. I understand why I think that type of cut would be used a lot because it's like uncomfortable. It's kind of hard right. to watch. But just because I appreciate the thing that was trying to be done doesn't mean I enjoyed the experience of it happening to me. Yeah. Like I felt really uncomfortable during Hereditary also, partly because of the editing like that but it was different it was like long shots instead of like quick ones but still like but i thought that worked where here it felt like ooh, look ooh, <laughs> like i i i hated that the other thing i hated just in general and this isn't even from a filmmaking perspective but i was just so fucking bored like <laughs> that i got angry so I got so angry. Yeah. It was so long. It was like so long. It was so long. I can solve all of the length problems. Cut out the fucking psychology story. Yes. Cut <laughs> everything with yeah. them out. And why? we're good. Why was that a thing? And why that Because we needed Tilda so Swinton bad. to play three roles. Why? Exactly. Who was the third role? She was also Marcos. What? Yes. Why? I don't know. Right. Why? No reason. <laughs> Look, Tilda Swinton's awesome and she can do anything. Sure. I love her. But like, sure. let her rest. <laughs> Just like, what's the, because like, the thing is, she was so heavily disguised in all of these roles that it was like, it didn't even matter matter it was just distracting it might as well have when been she was the old people. man because i was like i can clearly tell that this is someone in old man makeup right but why but it's not like obviously tilda swinton the old man and tilda swinton's other character do not resemble each other in any way there's no so connection why not just get an characters. old man to play that character and it's not like there's any like big reveal where like oh shit they're the same person they're right. not yeah. they're just they're completely not. different people different characters but Tilda Swinton plays all of them and I don't know why because I think there's probably a dude out there who could play that guy there's probably yeah. another lady that could play Marcos I don't know probably a lump of skin could play Marcos like just my nail clippings could have played Marcos. Yeah, Seriously. literally anything. That wasn't like Was a Dakota Johnson also Tilda Swinton? 
Oh, in Dakota Johnson makeup. I just like I don't know what the psychologist added to the film. I don't know what he added to the story, and I don't know Time. what we got Time. from Tilda Swinton being so heavily makeuped because it limited her range of expression. Mm-hmm. She couldn't move her face, so she couldn't deliver a good performance. And they made really up a at name all. for this guy, this actor. I think it's a publicity stunt. Yeah, it stupid. definitely was. It's stupid. It's so stupid. I agree. Oh, yep. I was just so mad. Not about that, just the boredom. Oh, I liked anger. all the stuff that was in the school and they were dancing and you got to see how the girls interacted with each other. But everything with the psychologist, I was just like... But you know what a better movie that does that is? Center Stage. Everyone should just go watch Center Stage and then watch The Craft. And there you go. Just watch those two movies in a row. I, yeah. So that, I think that um, subplot was definitely my biggest issue with the movie. I was completely devastatingly bored every time he was on screen. He being Tilda Swinton. (laughs) And... (laughs) Like, that plot literally did not matter at all. They tried to, like, shoehorn in the Holocaust and do some kind of, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what they were trying to do. And this, this I don't moves understand. Into, this moves into my next point. So one of the things I struggled with the most about this movie was that I found it really, really difficult to understand what the fuck was going on. I don't know yeah. if I was so, like, distracted by the visual elements that I wasn't following the plot. But, like, at the end, there's a quote-unquote twist that apparently happens or that you're – What's you're, the twist? You're made aware of that, like, she was uh, Suspiria the whole time. Oh, yeah. We knew that. I didn't know that. You didn't know that was the twist? She – wait. The whole part so, where she's like, I am she, and they're like, ooh. I just thought, like, she, she was suddenly taken over in that moment. Yeah, I did too. But yeah, I don't know that there were three mothers. Was, it, Do you guys know what I thought? What? I don't know because she left. A DNF it. <laughs> oh. Did Justin did Justin also DNF it? No, Susan went and waited for him in the in the lobby. While he <laughs> I was like, what if you could have to leave? And he was <laughs> I said, like, but I looked at him and he looked at me and, <laughs> and he looked he looked so sad. I read stuff today so that I knew what happened, but I that's how much I hated it. At least I'm telling the truth. Yeah, I know. Um, like, I looked at him, he looked at me, and I said, I'm dying. And he was like, it's pretty bad. At what point did you leave? Um, what was the last thing I saw? It was probably 15 minutes after the, like, rope shirt performance. So it was close to the end. Yeah. I don't think I missed a ton, but I mean, it was like building to the climax. But I did watch the, a scene, like a bootleg <laughs> ending today. So, um, yeah, I said, I'm dying. And he said, it's pretty bad. And I said, I don't know how much longer I can do this. It's really bad. And he was like, I hate not finishing things. And I was like, but I can't. I'm with you, Justin. <laughs> And he was like, I've never done that before. And I said, I have, and I'll do it again. And uh, then we left. You're corrupting him. I know. So if, in case anyone was like, thought it was his fault, it wasn't. 
None, none of it us thought me. that. I felt physically. <laughs> oh. We knew it was you. Anyway. So did you guys have a really hard time following this plot? Not just the thing that I missed. You know, I thought I didn't, but now I don't know. Like, I also just, like, at the end, I didn't understand what happened with the this, like, suddenly it was, like, the future or something. Like, what was the right. that last scene? So the main questions I had about the ending were, uh, so I, I understood that she was supposed to be Mother Suspirium or whatever, because there were three mm-hmm. mothers. Right. Um, and so, like, that was sort of, like, alluded to, however... Um, obtusely the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I didn't understand about that was like, was she that all along, or did she get um sort of like possessed by this like thing once she started dancing at the company? That's what at, I thought at one point. Because that so that was a little confusing to me because it didn't seem okay. So here's here's. It didn't seem like she was, mm-hmm. I don't Like know, she knew what was going on. What was going on. But that might have been part of the act. The thing that made me think like, okay, maybe she's been this thing the whole time is there are all these flashbacks to her as a kid. And she's like really wanting to go to Berlin like ever since she was a child. And her mom says like on her, her deathbed, she's like, my biggest sin was giving birth to you or something like that. Which, which what a thing to say. But all of that led me to believe, like, okay, maybe she has been sort of, like, this evil thing this entire time. Right. Um, but if that's the case, I don't feel like they did enough to earn that. Mm-hmm. No. Um, it just left me really confused. I think, too, like, for the sake of being arty, there's a resistance in this film to, like, traditional horror tropes. Mm-hmm. But that makes it hard to understand. Like, I know horror tropes sometimes seem played out, but, like, also, those are what let the audience know what's going on sometimes. Also, I didn't, like, again, I I feel like I've said this before other times we've talked about scary things. I don't think it's necessary to find a scary movie particularly frightening to right. enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. Because because what scares you is very personal. However, I don't think that this movie even should count as a horror movie. I don't think it did anything a horror movie supposed to do. So it's to me, it was like beyond not being scary to me. I don't see how this would be scary to anybody. Yeah, it was like a drama that was super gross. Right. <laughs> the trailer looked very scary. It did. I it thought does. it was going to be really scary. I think that's why I was so mad because it actually I was very excited about it. Me too. Me too. A dance movie that's scary? Come on. The 1970s one is scary in a way because there's more mystery. Like, you don't know what's going on at the dance studio. And people keep dying in really horrific, mysterious ways, seemingly for no reason. I think a good quote about this uh, turning horror into this, like, quote-unquote elevated material is in... Um, the review of this movie for Variety, which was written by Owen Gleiberman, uh, he said, Suspiria has 
the virtues, but also the limits of a lavishly cerebral high-end horror film. It holds your attention and it creeps you out at times, but it's not scary. And it's not really, dare I say it, fun. By the time it drags itself to the finish line, you may think, okay, now we know what Suspiria looks like as an art film. Can we please go back to when it was just a garishly flamboyant piece of bat house trash? <laughs> Which is... Yes. True. Take like, me back. It's like it took the original and sucked all the fun out of it. I have a note yeah. on... Sorry, on the is this hard to understand situation. Yes. And this is also, I think, why it's not scary. A lot of the information is delivered through the psychologist who's mm-hmm. speaking German most of the time. So you're reading subtitles, which mm-hmm. isn't always hard to understand, but he also has no expression. So you can't tell if he's like delivering important things or just right. mumbling. Yeah. The other part of that information is delivered in someone else's handwriting. That's like hard right. to see what the fuck she's saying there. Oh, and there was also all of these scenes. This is the thing that really confused me is there were all these scenes between the older witches where we didn't see who was talking. It was like, it was just like dubbed over them sitting there. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on because I don't know who's talking. It looked cool. Well, (laughs) two of those voices are Tilda Swinton's. Which makes it even yeah. harder. I see, yeah, I that just made me very confused because I was like, I don't like, I don't know who's saying what or who's on, like, I and I think like we weren't supposed to know who sided with Marcos and who sided with Blanc until the end. But I was like, I don't fucking care. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and also yeah. I don't care about any of these people because none of them are characters, so right. it doesn't matter when they die. True. Like, it doesn't matter which one sided with Marcos and which one sided with Blanc because like. Any of them could be talking right now. Yeah, like, and they literally have no purpose in this movie. Yeah. Kelly, where to was die. that quote from about the, like, now we know what it looks like as an art film? It's from the Variety Review. I have the link in the doc, too. Okay. I read a review today. I think it might have been an NPR review. But saying that this director, like, has always been obsessed with the original film and always wanted to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And the conclusion of that review is basically like, yeah, but... So this was for him. This wasn't for us. <laughs> like right. this is just like a thing that he wanted to do, but like it doesn't work for other humans. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. but and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Which like why it why put worked. it out then? Because <laughs> you spent a lot of money on it. I don't know. <laughs> Did he just like direct "Call Me by Your Name" and people were like, "Whatever you want to do now." I think so. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. And you know what? Like that's how I felt because I fucking love that movie. I, I love that movie. I thought it was okay. I recommend that anyone who hasn't seen it, see it. I'm sorry mm-hmm. that you thought it was just okay, Emily. I mean, I wouldn't say don't see it, but it, it definitely wasn't like, it didn't break the top ten of that year for me. It did for I me. I mean, look, I love Sufjan. If you love sorry. romance movies, check it out. Did any of you happen to watch The Roast of James Franco a few years ago? I feel like I've seen clips of it, but not the whole thing. So I can't remember who was saying this to him, but they were like, it's like actors want to do, they say like one film for me and one film for you guys. One for me, the one for you. And they're like, not Franco. It's like five for him and none for anybody else. (laughs) That just reminded me of like, yeah, it's for him, not for us. Yeah. And like, I Am Love is an interesting movie. I wasn't crazy about it but i wasn't mad at it 
And it's also very yeah. nice to look at. That's a glowing review. I watched it on an airplane, so I don't know, you know, how it is when you watch a movie on an airplane. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> really, really beautiful to look at. And it's in Italian, and it's in Italy again. And it's it also stars Tilda Swinton. But it's, like, a normal mo- like... <laughs> But only one time. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's, like, supposed to be real. <laughs> How much is she in it? She's, like, the main character. Okay. Huh. I really do love Tilda Swinton, too, yeah. but this was just an unnecessary use of her. Yeah, she was good as the instructor. I don't yeah. see why we needed the rest of this, like... It's sort of like when you have a meal, you have the main dish, and then you have the side dishes, and it's like you don't you don't have the main dish, and then like also for your side dishes, you just have more of the main dish, you know? Right. Like you have to have some complimentary sides, you know? <laughs> That's true. That's a nice Thanksgiving metaphor. Yeah. Mm, there nice. You go. Nice. Throwing that out there. Got to have some Brussels sprouts with your turkey. Would you like some Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. with your Tilda Swinton? I want Brussels sprouts as my main dish. You can't have turkey shaped like Brussels sprouts. You have to have actual Brussels sprouts. So, um, one other thing I did like, I'll say, <gasps> I yeah, I thought the couple of scenes that were just Tilda Swinton and Dakota Johnson were good. Oh yeah, and I just uh, I could have just watched the bat and cut out um, all of the psychologists mm-hmm. and done some more creepy shit with those two. I um, yeah, I really wish they would have like developed that relationship because I think like there are a lot of really good interesting films about mentor mentee fucked up dynamics. Mm-hmm. And right. Especially between like two women I think is super interesting and they could have done so much with that and instead they decided to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like there were even moments where there was like a sexual element to it yeah. between the yeah. two of them. Especially when they're training alone. Yeah. yeah. Like when they're gazing at each other across the table at dinner. Yeah. yeah. When she's like in bed and she's like talking to her. There's lots of that. I liked it. I wanted more. I didn't get any. This movie had a lot of things that could have happened but didn't. Yeah. You know, like all the war references, all the stuff about World War Two didn't really go anywhere. The wall was there. We saw the wall a lot. But mm-hmm. why? The Berlin Wall. But like to what end? I'm sure you there's know? someone who has a super academic explanation of that, but I read a bunch of I'm, reviews. I think and it's kind of like BS. It's like it doesn't really mean anything. No, right? It's just like it doesn't work. A wall here, isn't this arty? I mean, it definitely like, set the time. At the wall, but this that the thing that's the thing is like I felt like this movie could have taken place at any time. The only interesting thing that related back to the war was when they were doing the dance and. Dakota Johnson tried to argue, or sorry, Susie, tried to argue that this certain part of the dance could be different and should be different. Oh, my God. I love that part, Mary. We talked about this part on the way home. I just feel like I should be on the floor. I was like, next time I'm, like, going to work out, if the instructor tries to get me to jump, I'm going to be like, I just feel like I should be on the floor right now. She's like, like it's, it's just, just where like, I'm supposed to be right now. Like, I and then come up with like a bullshit be. reason why. Yeah. It's, I, I was like, this just sounds like some BS she was gonna for get you to be lazy and crawl yes. on the floor because you don't feel like exerting yourself. And I loved. I was here for it. I was like, I don't yeah. feel like this is open to suggestions. Yeah, like you're gonna get slapped or ripped your bones <laughs> out. 
<laughs> You're gonna get, get your ribs, ribs cracked. Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that was really interesting, though, is like in so many, especially ballet kind of movies, there's like an intense instructor student relationship that's like there is no room for argument you're gonna get slapped like that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff but tilda swinton madame blanc was super nice and sort of motherly which we know she has ulterior motives yeah but she does i mean so well just to continue what i was saying that so when Susie argues that this dance should be different tilda swinton says when i when I originally choreographed this dance, it was, like, during the war, and you right. don't understand. So shut the fuck up, basically, and do the dance. <laughs> like, you can't stay on the floor. Like, you can't understand what this means because you weren't there. And also, you're just saying this because you can't jump. Yeah. So. She could not jump. Nice White try. girls can't yeah. jump. What did she say? She said something like... Not being able to do it well is not an excuse or something. Something like that. But, um, yeah, I do I do think also, like, it was interesting the way that the Tilda Swinton, that Ma- Madame Blanc, by the end, mm-hmm. sort of had taken on this, like, motherly role. And, like, when they go in to do the final, like, the big climactic scene when she's going to, like, you know, sacrifice herself or whatever – she says, you know, unless you're 100% sure about this, don't do it. Like, if you don't, if you have right. any doubts, you you don't have to do it. And she was basically, like, trying to protect her almost, even though that goes mm-hmm. against, like, everything that she had planned. Which I thought that was interesting, but we spent, like, three seconds on that and then, like, 25 minutes on disemboweling multiple women. Yes. So, mm-hmm. speaking of women... Um, what do you guys think about the treatment of, like, femininity in this movie? And feminine, mm. like, is this movie feminist? Is it not? Is it somewhere, like, what, how do you guys feel? It seems like a very male perspective of what it means to be female. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. And so, like, when I was, I was really trying to find um, articles written by women defending this movie because it seemed to me just okay so like i watch a lot of youtube videos about stuff i just like watching youtube videos so i was like looking at a lot of youtube videos too and like especially on youtube it's just a bunch of dudes talking about why this movie was good and i was like of course you think it's good you don't understand anything about being a woman and you think that this is an accurate representation of that and to me it just like we've talked about this before how like a lot of Men, whether they know it or not, are terrified of femininity because they see it as, like, frightening and unknown and violent. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's coming across in this movie. The feminine is frightening. The feminine is mysterious. The feminine is extremely violent. Um, I don't think that's how yep. we see ourselves. I think that's how men see us. Yeah. I did, speaking of um, reviewers that are women that liked the movie, Emily Yoshida Loved this movie. Oh, I know. My girl. I was, like, going to hers, hoping for, like, a takedown, and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Emily? Emily? Why? It wasn't me. Especially because Emily Ishida dislikes a lot of things. 
things. Yeah. Like, she's not scared to dislike something just because a majority of critics are enjoying it. And that's why I was particularly... Which, I mean, you know, everybody's entitled to see things differently, but... For me, I was, it was disappointing because I was like, I'm ready for her scathing takedown. You know, like, she's going to really let him have it. But mm-hmm. she and you enjoyed know, it. It's interesting because a lot of critics are panning this movie, which is surprising. And I'm happy about it because I agree. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I like, because I was expecting this movie to, there was, like, so much buzz about it, like, coming out. It is beautiful, though. That's the thing. Like, from a filmmaking perspective, it's awesome. But for me, like, a beautiful craft isn't enough to, like, make me enjoy something. And I've said the same things about books, you know? It's like a beautiful, a a beautifully written book that doesn't have a good plot is still not going to be good to me. Yeah, not at all. And speaking of that, I have one more quote that I liked, which is from... This New Yorker piece about this movie that is so angry and mean. It's hilarious. And before any of us saw the movie, Emily sent this to me and she was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. And And I was like, I'm not going to read this. The part that I read was the part that was comparing it to a designer t-shirt. And I was like, ooh, that's not good. It was comparing it to a designer Che Guevara (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway... This was, like, the final line of of the review. It's by Richard Brody, and I thought this was pretty accurate. Guadagnino is so busy directing a movie about women in the abstract, witchcraft in the abstract, dance in the abstract, terrorism in the abstract, the Holocaust in the abstract, Berlin and Germany in the abstract, that he doesn't see the people, the places, the characters that he's filming. His camera sees nothing. Which I think is really accurate because I felt the whole time like I'm watching all this beautiful shit and I'm like but what am I even like what is even happening here and what the fuck is the point of this movie like what's the point yeah there's no point what is it even saying is it saying anything at all if you guys had to guess what would you say this movie is saying Um. according to that next review that I quoted there um, that guy said the point was don't ever go backstage at a modern dance studio (laughs) (laughs) he's like that's all i can gather yeah because you don't want to go backstage ever (laughs) yeah and and back to the femininity thing i'm like is this is this saying that that powerful women are dangerous or is it saying that because i i guess like the the point when she reveals that she is mother suspirium and she sort of like kills all of these people who were supporting a person who was in power, who was using their power in the wrong way. So she gets rid of those people and then she grants mercy to the people who were harmed. But at the same time, it's like, you're still murdering people and you're still a witch. So I don't understand like where your morals are coming from when you're like, still your point is to kill. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I don't know what this movie is about. I don't know that the movie knows what it's about. I hope I someone the writes in and tries to explain about. this to us. Like literally, um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina had more to say about like being a witch and the implications of. Man, evil. we should have done that instead. I know. Regrets. <laughs> Reg- hashtag regrets. <laughs> Can I read this quote? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is from another angry review. <laughs> By Mick LaSalle. If life were infinite and leisure eternal, and if the only challenge were how to fill the endless hours with something, anything, that might divert us even slightly 
Suspiria would still be something to miss. <laughs> That's harsh. Yeah, that I would not. Too. That was literally the first line. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I kind of, I'm like, if someone asked me if they should see this, I'd be like, no. no. I actually told that to my mom today because we were talking. She was like, oh, have you seen this movie or that movie? And I was like, well, I saw a movie mostly <laughs> last night. A movie. Like, oh, what was it? And I was like, listen, under no circumstances should you do this to yourself. Like, don't go. I told that to my mom, too. She would have hated that movie. I should have actually told my parents it was really good (laughs) to see. Control them. (laughs) Like, they they would have definitely hated it. Yeah. Um, As they should. They'd be correct. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if if you were excited to see this movie, if you were looking forward to it, then yes, see it so that you can form your own opinion, obviously. Like, obviously. Because I'm not going to. Absorb our opinions as your own. Because, like, if someone ho- – like, like the New Yorker review, I saw that. I was like, this is, you know, obviously saying that this movie is terrible. But, like, I've, I've been looking forward to this movie. Maybe I will feel differently. I want to read that whole review. It sounds amazing. It's really it's, good. It's pretty great. Um, so, overall, um, how, are you, how would you guys rate this <laughs> movie? Susan. Are we going out of five? Are we doing – which? how should we do it? I always do letterbox. Is it five? But you can do half stars. I would say two and a half. Generous. <laughs> I would agree with two and a half. I agree with two and a half. I didn't absolutely hate it. Yeah, I think but I Mary also and I didn't, didn't hate really it like as it. much as you guys did. We were more kind of like, huh. I mean, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it. I wouldn't either. <laughs> But I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I hated it. There are things I definitely have hated more. My favorite thing was when we were when we were in the theater, the scene where Olga is getting sort of broken and tossed around. The scariest mm-hmm. scene. Tossed is such a nice word. Right. She's sort of like, this girl's dancing and Dakota Johnson as Susie is dancing and they're in separate rooms, but as Susie dancing. dances, Olga's getting thrown against the wall and like broken and her bones are broken. It's just, it's very bad. She pees on herself. It's bad. During that scene, it was silent in the theater. And then as soon as it was over, this woman a couple of rows ahead of us just whispers, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was disgusted. I was disgusted yeah. also. It was very It gross. was hard to watch. But that's sure. not, I mean, as disgusted as it, or as hard as it was to watch. That is not why I hated it. Like, I actually right. think that was probably one of the better moments. Yes, that was definitely um, one of the better moments. Just to be clear. Yeah. But it did make me feel physically ill. Yeah. It was very, <laughs> it was very grotesque, so. that moment. Yeah. But it was also the scariest moment. It was, yeah. Right. And, like, I think there were also a lot of really, like, scary images that were just, like, flashes. So, the like... The dreams. The dreams were, yeah. were very scary, but, like, they were so fast that it just sort of, like, fades from your mind. And because it has no bearing on the actual story, it's, like, it's not scary either. It's scary the way a jump scare is, you know? Yeah. Right. That reminded me of The Ring a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Like those, like the tape and everything. Which is a scary movie. Like one of the scariest images in the dream sequences is just like, which is, it's also in the trailer. And I just like that image like haunts me sort of like where it's like a, the doorway and she's just sort of like sliding up the side of yeah. the doorway. 
Mm-hmm. When she has her legs sort of like wrapped around the door frame, it's very creepy. It's like it's like a reverse horrifying striptease. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a one because I did hate it. Yeah, I just did. I'll go ahead and give it a one and a half. Ooh, because like there was maybe one thing I liked, but I mean, maybe like in the future. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I could maybe give it a two, but that's, like, a stretch. So I think I'm going to give it a one and a half. Yeah. Because I just today. am so disappointed. Do you guys want to hear our surprise? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, a scheduled surprise from Emily and Mary. <laughs> All right. You <laughs> might want to, you might want to, like, uh, okay. Well, no. I just want to hear your, like, live reaction to this. And then, oh like, God. you can decide how you want to deal with it later. I'm so nervous. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, Are you guys pregnant together? Yeah, we're pregnant together. That's it. That's, that's okay. what it is. Thanks for inviting us. Okay. This might be the weirdest thing I've ever done, but here we go. That's my this movie. About this weird shake-up So much blood, so don't blink How much time will this take up Feels like I'm going insane Yeah Violent dreams in the night Dead moms might drop by Dakota Johnson is a pride And that red hair guy When you dance, it's a spell Or you might just fall Break every bone in your body commitment that has to open this episode i just like i just really wanted to record your live reactions to that my we on the way to the movie i said i keep thinking about suspiria but in the tune of disturbia by rihanna and emily (laughs) said we can rewrite this and then emily rewrote it oh my god i can't wait to like listen to that again when i can like fully hear it We'll yeah. put the lyrics in the show notes for you guys in case you want to sing along. <laughs> it, awesome. I'm telling you, it needs to go up top. But also, like, don't we want people to, like, experience the same suspense that we did? Yeah, I think yes. so. Sure. Your face, Kelly, you were just like... I couldn't believe it. <laughs> we just really wanted to surprise you guys with that. You know, it's not very often you get a surprise song, so... Wow, I, <laughs> Thank my you. score moved up to two and a half. <laughs> Kelly, we have to make a song now. I know, right? You guys really put the pressure on. Oh man, I feel really hot now. Wow, that was worth that was worth it. 
worth seeing okay. a movie. I, I know so. you were very um, skeptical about that. Um, but there it is. I'm really happy. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> So, should we move on to listener feedback? Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We have some listener feedback from some very special listeners <laughs> who are Emily's oh. students who um, did a, a critique of our website and then entered questions into the question box and sent them. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lacey from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, first submitted one that said, Hi, I just wanted to see if someone would actually respond. Smiley face. Yeah, then she sent another one. <laughs> she said, Real question this time. Do you pronounce the T at the end of Voldemort? Yes. Yes. I mean, and I know that's not, like, the right way to do it, but... What is the right way? Voldemort. To not pronounce the T, because it's based off of French. Um, and that's how they say it in Cursed Child, is without a T. Mm-hmm. Really? Very but yeah, I've been indoctrinated by the movie, so it's yeah. too late for me. They were like, they say Voldemort? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it's pronounced. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. The audio they were like, pronounced Lord Voldemort. It was very yeah. weird. I guess it's kind of got a ring to it. It's kind of cool, but I'm so used to the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I've never thought about that. I thought everyone pronounced it. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Good cue. Um, okay. Good cue. Good cue. Uh, Robert from Hattiesburg, Mississippi said, This website is utterly awesome. Thank you, Robert. Yeah. I am so buying a Book Squad Goals shirt. Yeah, nice. What book have you read in its entirety and absolutely hate it? You must be new here. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, should we say one that we've chosen grande. for the podcast or just in general? I think you can pick anything. I still want to pick a couple next door. <laughs> most recently, I hated Super Extra Grande. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've got to, I always got to say couple next door though. Yeah. Gotta get that a special there. place in my heart. Mm-hmm. That one. Yeah. I... The first Twilight novel. What was that movie, that book we read for the blog, Emily? The, um, the, the fantasy band. Oh no, the lesbian fantasy one? Yeah. Oh, Of Fire and Stars. I hated that. That was real bad. It was real bad. Even as I was reading it, I was like, I don't think this is going to get better. It's like a lesbian horse fantasy book. Wow. It's not yeah. great. But Which, also, look, in theory, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Also, but it was they both die at the end. I hated it. I hated I that like book. That and people, and I think part of the reason I hate it so much, too, is like people love that book. And they're like, oh, I cried. I'm like, I didn't. I was like, I hope they hurry up and die. I was told they were going to die at the end. This needs mm-hmm. to wrap up soon. We're running out of pages. Let me add Final mm-hmm. Girls, which Emily and I read. Utterly hated that book. Final Girls. Oh, yeah. yeah, that sucked. That sucked. So bad. I think we have a problem not finishing things sometimes, or we feel like we have to finish them because we're doing it as an obligation for the podcast or the blog, which is true. We should finish them if we're doing them for like a project. I think 
I have an issue generally with um, not being able to start something and put it aside, even though there's no reason for me to finish it at all. Like, I was reading Tale of Two Cities, and it literally took me, like, four months to read it, and I hated it Mm -mm. so much, but I would not put it down because I was like, I'm going to finish it, which is how I I am about everything. I could have told you before you even picked it up to just put it back down. It was so you bad. You were just reading yeah. that for fun? Yeah. Because I, I, I oh. was reading it because I felt but like... But not having any fun. Not having any Mm-mm. fun. I was like, oh, I should I should read a... I was doing a thing where I would read, like, a classic, and then I would read, like, whatever I wanted, but and I, I would read a classic. But, like, oh, there are good classics, though, you know? I know. That's just not yeah. one of them. Just, oh. Never again. If it's just for me... Oh, yeah. I really I dislike all the time. I'm just not going to finish it. Yeah. I've just learned that the best way to read more is to DNF things when you're not enjoying it. Because, I mean, if it's taking me that long to read something, then I'm not enjoying you're wasting it. wasting time. I could be reading something that I enjoy. Because there's so many books out there, so little time. Why am I going to spend three months on a book that I dislike when I could have read, like, 12 books that I liked in that same amount of time? So Yeah. That's just how I feel. This next letter from Ben in Hattiesburg contains spoilers for Castle Rock, so don't listen to it if you don't want to be spoiled. Ben, also from Hattiesburg, says, Hey squad, so I really appreciated your discussion of Hulu's Castle Rock, and I thought I'd toss my own two cents on this fun, freaky, and frustrating show. That's a nice alliteration. He's a poet! <laughs> First of all, I'm very much in agreement about a lack of characterization for people not named Henry Deaver. The obsessed neighbor girl was very interesting to me in the beginning as her powers seemed relevant to the time rift, but ended up totally secondary and unexplained. While explanation isn't necessarily necessary, it would have been nice for her ability to be more relevant on a larger scale than simply a means to get certain people in the woods. Her murder of Henry's father should have had a much more meaningful impact on the story. Also, Jackie Torrance really should have been named Plot Device Lady. I hope they exclude similar characters from future seasons. As far as the multiverse is concerned, it was the least of the show's twists to me. For anyone who has read Stephen King's The Dark Tower series, you would know in this universe there are infinite parallel universes that are all connected, with characters from some books appearing in others. So for me, I was looking more into what I know from that series involving connecting universes, and being left in the lurch was a bit of a letdown. My last point and biggest gripe was the fight in the woods and subsequent events, Henry capturing and jailing the other Deaver. I'm normally perfectly happy to suspend my disbelief, but how on earth did Henry get other Henry past the police helicopters, through the forest, into town, into Shawshank, into that cell that everyone knows about now without any intervention? Did the town just agree that other Henry was a demon and allow this? Or are you telling me this capture was all done in secret? Either way, it was a jarring and unbelievable ending that really disappointed me. I feel like the writers couldn't handle all the threads they unspooled throughout the season and just tossed the whole yarn into a bucket named The End. (laughs) 
So while I'm looking forward to next season, I'll be expecting improvement. (laughs) I suggest the writers watch The Haunting of Hill House if they want to see how a complex story with multiple storylines can tie large-scale happenings to personal character developments in an intriguing way. Your friendly neighborhood ask-a-man, Ben. The Haunting of Hill House would have been another great thing to do for this episode. That would have been better than Suspiria. <laughs> oh, boy. I know. It but then also, it's, uh, it it's like good. TV shows are long, and we yeah. decided kind of, not last minute, but. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's fine. I'm just saying everyone should watch Haunting of Hill House. It's really good. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I like that he throws in a suggestion to the writers. I yeah, as if and also they like, are listening. They're to listening. This. <laughs> He's like, I'll be expecting improvements. Hey, writers, uh, now that I you've think- tuned in for an hour, I want to let you know. That's what I think I we think- should do. Isn't Castle Rock going to be an anthology? Yeah. So, like, we might so. not even have any. They might just clean slate it. Yeah, well, they I mean, probably yeah should, but that obviously. doesn't help with, like, writing issues. Like, Throwing everything in a bucket called the end, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Good job, Ben. I agree, Ben. I was really disappointed by the ending. It felt too neat in a way that didn't seem believable. And I'm all about suspending my disbelief as well, but you still have to use common sense, even like the rules of the world still need to make sense. Yeah. And even if it's a fantastic world. It's not really fair also to be like, here's the climactic scene and cut to black one year later. Like, right. very lazy to do that. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's sort of that thing where it's like, oh, we don't know how to explain how this happens. So we're just, so we're just like, not going to. And it just happened. It's yeah. like when you're doing a drawing and you're like, I'm bad at hands. So let me just have this person standing with their hands behind their yeah. back for no reason. I feel so attacked right now, Kelly. <laughs> I was attacking myself. Oh, I'm also bad at hands, but I, I'm bad at drawing. So. Everyone's bad at hands. We have one more feedback from a very special someone. Not from Hattiesburg. <laughs> Wait, Ben is special? I mean, this is I'm a longtime listener, first time caller, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> Has been on the ben, show. We hear written about extensive Ben's letters to all us. the time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm reading it. Um, Yeah, we figured you would. Well, you didn't read Ben's. It's too long. My throat hurts. (laughs) Uh, This is Justin from Birmingham. I was a big fan. Being a fan of Stephen King, I liked how there were several throwbacks to his previous novels. To be a multiverse plot, I felt like there weren't really any holes I could poke in it. The character development didn't drag out, which I guess was my problem with it. (laughs) Actually, <laughs> I wanted it to drag out a little. Me too. Uh, and the relationships between them seemed very natural. I was drawn in by the characters and excited to see them grow from beginning to end. The story honestly kept me guessing and wanting more. I'm excited to see what they will do with season two. Same. Yeah, we had a we had a disagreement about this like halfway through the season where I was like, I don't like these characters very much. And he was like, what? <laughs> They're great. And I was like, okay, I see what you're saying. But I actually think I, like, he, like, kept me going at a moment when I was, like, I'm getting mad. Yeah. And then he's, like, look, here's why it's good. And I was, like, oh. Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh. I'm being too cynical. Oh. That's why you guys compliment each other so well. And also I made him DNF something, so. 
Hey, if you want to thank anyone for trying to keep me there, it is Justin from Birmingham because he was like, I don't know. I've never done that. And I was like, I did it in the Chronicles of Riddick and I'll do it right now. <laughs> I did it in the Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then like the whole way to the car, he was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about it on the way home and just rage out. And we did. Like when Got a lot movie, of anger out. When the credits rolled. <laughs> My friends and I all stood up, and my friend Alan turned to me and said, I thought I understood art, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so this is arts. Yeah. <laughs> well, like 15 to 20 minutes in, <laughs> he leaned over and goes, we're not off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's going to get better. But it, I mean, it didn't. I have um, requested that he also writes in about Suspiria. Yeah, so he can good. share his rage and also defend my choices. Yeah. Yes, please write in about Suspiria. I want to hear from everybody. Please, please write in. Tell us what you thought. Yeah. So. I forgot to say that before. <laughs> Maybe you want to say it's super feminist and we got it wrong. Um, and that's fine. Please do. I'd love or to hear about it. that the inclusion of the psychologist character was actually had any point. Maybe you want to say mm-hmm. that Tilda Swinton's old man makeup was actually really great looking. Um, it please was. Explain. Or added anything to the plot at all. Yeah. I mean, it did look good until she moved and, you yeah. know, didn't move. Yeah. Um, so. Hold on. I was going to say... Okay, so I, I told I told him today that the psychiatrist was Tilda Swinton. Um, oh, no. And he said, damn, I thought it looked like a weird mask. <laughs> and <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, it did. Um, and I was like, but there's no fucking reason for this. Why? 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 And he was like, dumbass movie. Eye roll emoji. And I was like, yeah, me too. Now I hate it even more. <laughs> and then I was reading a review where, and that's when I found out that Marcos was also Tilda Swinton. And I was like, what the fuck? You're never going to believe this. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. leave Tilda Swinton alone. So also, I forgot to mention my favorite part of the movie, which was that Marcos had on one of her arms was like a little baby hand that was yes. attached to the arm. And it was just, like, flapping around. <laughs> oh, my God. So bad. And when that showed up on the screen, I was like, ah! <laughs> Also, it's oh weird to me word. that Chloe Grace Moritz is, like, one of the top build people in this, and she's really barely in it at all. Also, yep. she sucks. Always. Mm-hmm. Is that just me who thinks that? She's no. Have we not, have we not had this about conversation her. about how she looks like Macaulay Culkin? Because I swear to God... Is she not Macaulay Culkin? Have we ever seen them in the same room together? That's my question. That's a good question, but also I don't think she. I wonder if her name is like one of those scramble things. Probably. Yes, let's try. I bet you you can unscramble it, and it'll say I am Macaulay Culkin. Except the thing (laughs) is, he's a better actor than she is. So, well, maybe you know you put on that much girl makeup. To make yourself look like a lady, and it's hard to move your face and act. It's sort of like are you saying Tilda he Swinton. reversed Tilda Swinton? Yes, I'm exactly saying that. <laughs> 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 
That's the name of this episode now, Reverse Tilda Swinton. I really liked the title I already came up with, but whatever. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> we can do that. That was a pretty good title, okay. It was okay. a good title, but we didn't use it in action. Do you want me to drop it in? No, I'm just kidding. We, are, we already <laughs> talked about For the it. record, I wanted to call it, we need to talk about Swil- about Swilda. <laughs> Swilda. <laughs> okay, that's it. it. We it's need over. to talk about Swilda. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> we need to talk about Swilda. That's the Swilda name of Tintin. <laughs> oh, this movie uh, fucked my brain. All right, so Justin, thanks for your feedback, and thank now you, we'll Justin. talk about the blog. Yeah, what Susan, what did you write? Uh, oh, I wrote right? something about um, poetry, about um, gratitude poems. Mm-hmm. It's something about Thanksgiving. There's gonna be there is a tie-in. Um, but you'll have to read it to find out what it is, because I'm not going to just ruin it for you here. Let's check it say. out. Check it out. Uh. <laughs> I'm excited for a poetry post. Yay. Me too. Oh and you would, hopefully it'll be good, because that's what, uh, allegedly, I'm good at. Allegedly. So. <laughs> have we ever had a poetry post? I don't think we have. No, I'm, I'm really bad at doing the things I'm good at. So. Although I did read my Cheryl Blossom poem. Oh, that's the podcast, it w- which was really good. Yeah, Mary, Mary, you are a good poet. Oh, thanks. You're good at poetry. Also on the also blog, on the blog. Speaking of Cheryl, also on the blog. Riverdale's back, and we're still talking about it. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed the episode last week, Me despite too. how fucking gimmicky it was. So, yep. Read our review. Me too. A recap and. Uh, Gabriella's on there with us talking. Yes. And I think it's a nice format. Just like a nice casual chat about Riverdale. Yeah, I think it's going well. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, speaking of recaps, are you the one recaps? They're happening. Also, um, planning on doing a recap on the reunion show that will have come on by the time this post, this uh, podcast airs. And then by the yeah, time this post, post airs, about it. but yeah, um, but yeah, so there's <laughs> going to be a reunion show. I'm very excited to see what drama went down after the fact. Um, but the finale recap is up right now, and you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Woo! Um, I have a blog post up about Hyper Light Drifter, which is a 2016 Metroidvania style video game. I have no idea what anything you just said. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what those things mean, read my blog post and yes. maybe it'll make uh, a little bit more sense. But it's it was a video game that came out a couple of years ago that I just got around to playing and it's real hard. <laughs> it's real hard. So I talk about it a bit. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, there is a guest blog post from my cousin. Her name is Julianne. And she has written about Mr. Sunshine, the South Korean drama. I'm excited mm. to read this. Yes. So check that out as well. There will be a link to it in the show notes. Um, yeah. Please check out all of our lovely blog posts. You can see them at booksquadgoals.com slash blog. Uh, also, obviously, as I said before, Please email us or comment on social media if you have any questions or comments about Suspiria. 
um, any feedback at all, really, about anything we've ever talked about, even if it was from, like, our first episode, please go ahead and be like, remember when you said that thing about here I am? Well. Oh, boy. (laughs) We're different people now. I can't be responsible for anything we said back then. (laughs) That was my pick, you guys. (laughs) I still think about that book sometimes. It wasn't a bad Uh, book. It wasn't a bad book. Um... We've read worse. We've definitely read worse. For sure. Uh, (laughs) And better. (laughs) And better. Follow us on social media at BooksWedGoals. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please subscribe on whatever podcatcher you use, but especially Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review there because if you do that, other people might actually find us and Emily's students won't have to send us questions to read on oh, the show. I think that was really nice of them this time. I'm just kidding. It was nice. I love you, Emily's students. Yeah. And you know what? Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Emily's <laughs> students. And... <laughs> Many of my former students out there from my teaching days are listening. Please send us a tweet. I don't have any <laughs> students. No one wants Please to learn anything from me. I do. How do I draw hands? I need to draw hands. I can't even do that, and that's my job. Mm. Um, next time on the podcast, I will also be leading the episode because it is my book. It is called mm. Little Fires Everywhere. By Celeste so Emily's personal friend. Personal friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode will be dropping on Monday, December 3rd. And then after that, we will be having our final other sode of the year. <gasps> Susan, want to tell us what we're doing? Yeah, um, back by no one's demand, we're doing <laughs> another... Back by our pop, our demand, because <laughs> yes. we wanted them. Best of 2018 episode. We're all going to tell you our three favorite things from Yay. the year. Yeah. Oh, my God. It could be books. It could be movies. It could be video games. It could be podcasts. It'll probably be all podcasts for me. It could be Mitski. <laughs> It could be Mitski. It could be music. music. <laughs> Even though Emily will be mad because no music. No music. <laughs> yeah. That was a that's a that's a callback to one of my picks from last year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, a very it's come to be a very popular retrospective style <laughs> episode that we do now every all the years every we've year. been doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is our episode. annual faves episode. <laughs> annual best of the year. <laughs> episode oh oh and we'll also be opening secret santa presents yes and we'll be opening secret santa presents Mm, mm, yeah mm. yeah yeah. i bought mine today for somebody oh boy it's very exciting boy i started shopping for mine today but then i put a bunch of stuff in the cart for me also and i was like i can't buy all this stuff i gotta think about this so then she deleted all the secret santa stuff and bought the stuff for herself no i didn't buy anything (laughs) speaking of uh, of gifts we also today announced the winner of the most recent giveaway with <gasps> workspacery yeah uh, if you didn't see who won that go look at instagram because that's where we said it yes nice. what, what, what was it i didn't see did i win emily can't win she's just kidding that wouldn't be fair if we just gave ourselves prizes no yeah i was just teasing but who won just tell us i don't know yet <laughs> oh, dang it 
We will know in the future. Uh, we are, yeah. Oh, I see. I got it. I'm with you now. <laughs> I, too, was like, I've got to look it up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't understand how time works. Ah. Uh. <laughs> until the 18th, which in future time is yesterday. Oh, wow. Future That's time. so weird. Thank you for joining us in future time. Yours yeah, forever. The books will be Oh. XOXO Gossip Book Squad. Gold. Gossip Book Squad. Sw- Swilda. Yes. <laughs> XOXO. Tilda. <laughs> the Tilda Sode. Tilda Girl. Yeah. Gossip Tilda. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.